Mum As You Are is a place for self-compassionate reflection to use what you have within you right now as you are perfectly imperfect to find your way through motherhood. I'm Dr Erin Bauer, clinical and perinatal psychologist, author of More Than a Healthy Baby, course creator and mum of two. This is my second podcast, welcome if you've followed me over from my birth trauma work. This current podcast offering is bite-sized, unfancy and unplanned. A roadmap for finding your way back to self-compassion and how to replace numbing and escapism with true, meaningful fun. I talk about motherhood as an identity and an institution, perinatal mental health and patriarchy, parental burnout and numbing. The core message is to practice the question, I wonder. Instead of judging ourselves and engaging in comparisonitis, we simply ask ourselves, I wonder. I wonder. Hello. A bit today on the concept of using busyness to avoid stillness. It's something I'm still working on because it's hard sometimes, I think, to think where did the busyness come from. Apart from the fact that we've glorified it, like for ourselves and for our kids with like being busy, um, you see it as a psychologist actually, more so in the last few years. It's amazing how many times when people ask you, you know, the sort of prefunct, how are you? Good. Good's not really an emotion, but that's what we do as a placeholder. If we don't actually want to talk about our emotions or check in with them, we just say good or okay. And then people ask about work or what you do for work and the assumption like, oh, you must be really busy. And I often say, no, no, I'm not. And people look at me funny <laughs> because I guess that's what we're hearing. It's like psychologists are really busy in the pandemic and yep, a lot of them are. But I learned a long time ago to, I have to be, I could, I'm not someone who can do busyness. I'm not built for it. And after having children, I'm definitely not built for busyness. So I've had to be really, really intentional about going at a pace that suits me. And I suppose to some extent, the morbid stoic thing of like, well, in the end, you and all your accomplishments, everyone's going to forget about them anyway. Like, so does it really matter? And focusing on the stuff that really, really matters. So on the idea of busyness, that's something... I have struggled with because when you are still sometimes all the thoughts come in <laughs> all the thoughts that you don't want to deal with and the emotions that you don't want to deal with so, so long as you keep busy you don't have to deal with them and part of that comes from the culture of you must be productive you must be being seen to be useful it's something that's definitely come in from workplaces where I've been before, where I guess, I suppose it's something that people often don't understand about um, psychology practice and how it works, is that unless there's a bum on the seat, you, you don't get paid. Like, we're not like lawyers, we don't get paid for phone calls, we don't get paid for letters, there's, you know, lots of stuff that you don't get paid for. 
which is fine, that's part of the job. But if you are ever an employee on a salary, which doesn't really happen that much in psychology, I have to say, the few times I have been in a job where there was a salary, you could feel it from the manager. The minute I wasn't face-to-face with a client earning money, it's like, well, what are you doing? What are you doing? So I very much, over my career, developed a thing around busyness. You've always got to be busy. You've always got to be doing something. Nobody wants to pay you to sit and think, (laughs) which is funny because uh, sometimes the best insights come when you are literally just sitting there doing nothing, thinking thinking about what would be best for a client, thinking about how you could best help them, what approach, what research, whatever it might be. Um, But that, observed by someone else, does does not pay the bills. So some of my busyness and needing to be busy comes from that and some of it comes from the drive to need to be seen as if I'm achieving because if I'm not achieving, then what does it mean for my life am I enough if I'm not achieving and that's something I've struggled with um not so much now but definitely when I was younger because I also grew up in a not I want to like caveat it by say slightly it wasn't slightly it was a chaotic family where me studying and being busy was a way to escape some of the big emotions that were going on in that household. So for me, and I think this might be true for heaps of other people, that you realise your drive to be busy comes from the need to keep yourself safe. Like it's an adaptive, if we think about like an adaptive childhood response, that is an adaptive childhood response. Keep yourself busy. <laughs> like be studying. No one can pick on you so long as you are doing what you're supposed to do. Um, same with school to some extent. I'm sure that in some periods of life in my schooling, I did really well because socially things were not going so great. I was bullied really, really badly. And so I just did the work and then some. And then I was rewarded for that. So, you know, you, you do more of what you get rewarded for. It's not, <laughs> it's not rocket science. So, yeah, the busyness, I think, when I brought my first baby home there was also like a lot of trauma around the birth that I was dealing with and so that restless energy of like you know wanting to be busy and wanting to feel a sense of mastery which doesn't come easily (laughs) for most of us when you've had a baby so there was busyness there too Um, and I had a child who still doesn't sleep very well so um it was never a case for me where, oh, I mean, I take my hat off to them, like, go you, if that's been your experience, it's not been my experience, where people put their baby down for a nap and then they, like, go and do a podcast interview or they go and do some work. That's that's never been my experience. If I've had a baby who was asleep, uh, it's because she was outside in a pram with the chickens and the noise of lawnmowers and chainsaws or she was in a baby carrier been jiggled around like around and around and around or she was on me or next to me you know both of my children um have never I, I by the time the second one came along and she showed similar sleep 
patterns, connections, whatever you want to call them, I was used to it by then a bit more. But uh, yeah, the first one, it's like, oh, what is this thing around? <laughs> you do all the things that people tell you to do to get babies to sleep and absolutely didn't work out for me. So yeah, busyness around, I was tired and I think I was literally, I've heard of other mums speak about this too, it's not talked about enough, where you're having to get yourself busy to stop yourself from actually dangerously falling asleep. Like when you are a mum alone at home with a baby um, and at that stage, I mean, my husband left at 4.30 in the morning to go to work and if I was lucky, he was home at 7, 7 o'clock at night. So like it's a long shift and I was really tired and I was deathly afraid of like falling asleep and something happening. Um, so I had, to, I kind of felt like I had to be doing stuff, like constantly, I feel like with my babies, I was just like constantly in motion to keep myself from falling asleep. Um, and you know, the honest truth is there were lots of times where I didn't go anywhere. I didn't drive because I didn't feel safe to drive. And then I used to worry about that. That's a whole other podcast. Um, but yeah, this sense of wanting to keep yourself busy so you don't have to deal with the stillness. The stillness is where we make neural connections though. The stillness is where we discover the insights that we need to make about ourselves. And it's uncomfortable and it is unpleasant. But without stillness, you will get to that point of maybe it's work burnout, maybe it's parental burnout and realising that you're using this experience that you have now as a way of avoiding. So... I think maybe a way to think about it in terms of how how do you keep going if you're finding that you're avoiding facing some of these internal emotional kind of struggles and some of it is like, yep, you've just got to meet your sleep and your food and your shelter needs and everything else and you'll this will be a placeholder and you'll deal with it later. Yep, know that story. But I guess you're going down a path potentially of voluntarily choosing stillness because the alternate potentially think about it this way I heard this quote the other day and I thought oh that's that's got me in the feels is hell is getting to the end of your life and meeting the person that you could have been so yeah busyness is great being productive sure but I guess at the end does it actually make a difference? Does it actually make any difference if you get burnt out? Because I think when you hear stories from people who have been burnt out or they've had some major health uh, crisis, you know, chronic fatigue or they've had glandular fever or some other, you know, an injury or something like that, the thing I guess that you hear that I often find fascinating from all the post-traumatic growth research, which is one of my interest areas, is that it makes people reassess their life. Like, what do you actually need to be happy? What is actually important to you? So stillness is really good for finding those moments of deciding this is the one life, what is actually important to you? So I know stillness can be uncomfortable. This is why I have uh, another episode. I can't remember what number it is where I've said, yeah, meditation sucks because it does mostly suck. It's uncomfortable and it's frustrating and it's a practice that you just go back to again and again and again and then quit and then go back and 
it's just a journey there's no end point to this but finding the stillness to deal with the emotions and not distract from the busyness because the busyness is it's a placeholder for what you potentially are blocking yourself from that's just my philosophical thoughts <laughs> this week about how do we get to the point of burnout and what is a big cause of burnout it's busyness in my thinking so take yourself on a journey of you at the end of your life and is that version of you at the end feeling satisfied or are there changes that maybe need to be made look after yourselves talk to you next time